It's April 10th, 2016. And yet, as, as a human race, we still struggle with just the very idea that we're all humans. We uh, like to divide ourselves with many different labels, cliques, or groups. For some reason, we don't realize that we're all from the same beginning. We all bleed the same blood, a flesh all rots and corrodes when we die the same way. And we allow the media and the elites to separate us and keep us separated, mainly with the divisive tools of race, religion, uh, and a few others, you know, but race and religion anymore seem to be about the most commonly used tool of separation. I guess wealth could also be be used, but wealth isn't accurately being used to separate us. For see, we who work in jobs that range from 35, well, let's even go 25,000 to 50,000. We have a, been brainwashed. We have a mental complex or a system of ideas in our brain, the way we have been taught to think that these people that are making 75, 80,000, 100,000 are rich when really they're nowhere near rich. Granted, they are better off than us to some degree. Others may argue that they just have more problems because they have a little bit more money. But the reality remains that they are not the elite. They are not the rich. They are not the 1%. They are still part of the... You might even be able to say that people making a million dollars a year probably are still not even close to the top 20%. And it's the top 1% who's really controlling the game. But we allow the puppet masters of this world to divide us. They use the media to stir things up when a white cop kills a black kid, as bad as it is, as wrong as it is. The media likes to stir things up. And the things that I don't get is why the media stirs the things that they stir up more than the real legitimately bad stuff. Like, I would have thought the the black kid that was shot in the park, where they rolled up on him and got out of the car like two feet away from him and just started popping him, I would have thought that would have caused more anger and outrage than any of these other shootings that were cop-involved. But the media didn't really spin that one to 
anger people. They like to use to stir the pot and anger people the uh, more debatable or questionable shootings. I don't know uh, why we allow ourselves to be filled with so much hate over over these tools of division like we do. I don't know if we as a human race will ever be able to overcome these labels either. I mean, you have reverends like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton who stand behind the uh, message of Jesus. The message that Jesus portrayed was to love that neighbor as thyself. Message of love. Yet, these agitators like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, they're not portraying the message of Christ. They're just hiding behind it, using that as a tool to deceive the masses into believing that they are standing up for good when really they are causing more strife and more evil and more hatred. How on earth we could ever be deceived by such fools is beyond me. And I have no problem with them as people, but if you want to be a civil rights movement leader, that's, and you feel that you're stirring up people's anger for certain reasons is good, then that's fine. Uh, more power to you. But please don't pervert the message of Christ to suit your own goals, your own desires, and your own needs. Religion is another thing that they like to divide us amongst among us. The three main religions in the world, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, are all traced back to the same people. Some would argue that Sharia law is based on Mosaic uh, law. Mosaic law. I don't know how true that is. I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't really researched that enough. But I know that there there's sim similarities. In the Old Testament, they uh, talked about stoning your kid if he talked back. There is some valid, probably, comparisons between Sharia law and Mosaic law. Christians operate kind of differently. But there's a lot of comparisons between all three religions. And somehow we allow people to tell us that because we're different, we must hate each other. 
or the other people are the enemies. Which, in theory, spirituality, in a spiritual warfare sense, you could argue that they all three are enemies. But that's on a spiritual level. That's not on a hand-to-hand combat, physicality, murder, warfare type ideology. That's on a spiritual level where it should never be taken to the physical level. Especially from a Christian perspective. If we were to spread the message of love and love thy neighbor as thyself and to love thy enemy, we don't want to go out and beat the enemy up or shoot the enemy or anything like that. That's not what Jesus was hoping for or desiring his followers to uh, to do. We're supposed to pray for them. We're supposed to engage in spiritual warfare, which would be like praying, things along those lines. Nothing violent. You know, if you look at the Arab, the meaning, the translation of the Arabic word jihad, it means to struggle or to a struggle or to strive. Now, the Christian life itself is nothing but a struggle. You're constantly being tempted. You're constantly either overcoming or giving in to temptation. You're struggling every day to walk the walk that you're supposed to be walking. To be like Christ. No one's perfect. Everyone sins. Everyone struggles with their sins. Everyone struggles with their demons. But you, you try to overcome them. Now granted, jihad has been perverted by a few radical extremists. So using the word jihad probably not only puts a little bit of fear in people, but it probably also causes a lot of curiosity. What I just I just cannot understand why we as a people can't embrace the differences like we've embraced the hatred. Why can't we learn from each other? Or you know, at, at least why can't we just live in harmony, peace and harmony and coexist? We don't have to get along. It's the old theory of the, the workplace mentality the, that bosses want to hear and want to see in their workplace. Not every, You don't have to like everyone, but you have to get along. If we have to do that at work, why can't we take that outside of work into our own home lives, our personal lives? You don't have to like your neighbor, but you don't got to be out there throwing stones through his window. Or shooting BB guns at him when he walks home, you know, you, you just, if you don't care for him, you just, you, you, you know, you, you avoid them, you, uh, you wave and you don't stand around and talk, you just wave and go about your business, you know, I don't understand why we as people can't be like that, why we gotta be idiots.
morons. We can't respect that other human beings have just as much right to live in a peaceful environment or to just exist without somebody being an idiot to them. If we'd all just incorporate a little bit of love into our life, a little bit of respect, you know, maybe this world would be a lot better place. Maybe there wouldn't be so many wars. Wars, a big business, perpetuated by the mil military industrial complex and the uh, central banks. But you could probably never get rid of war. So I'll always find some reason. If it ain't terrorism, it was the Cold War. Before the Cold War, it was Hitler. There's always someone, that, there's always an enemy, whether real or fictitious, that we're battling because we gotta keep people employed. We gotta keep generating profits for the warmongers and big business. So I guess we'll probably never be able to eliminate Ward because they're they programming it in our brains that we must hate, destroy, and eliminate people who are not like us. And if you don't believe that, you just got to talk to some people who would call themselves real patriotic people here in America. You look at the Christian Republicans who scream bloody murder when it comes to Planned Parenthood and I'm not saying I support Planned Parenthood by any means or any stretch of the word however that's a whole nother issue but the idea is is you can't scream that people are horrible people and baby killers and all this rhetoric and then turn around in the next sentence and say that we need to carpet bomb the whole Middle East and eliminate a whole religion and a whole race they want to eliminate pretty much based on how things seem that they want to eliminate the whole Islamic region of the world I don't know if they're trying to destroy Islam or if Islam is just the tool that's being used right now by, for lack of a better term, we'll use the Illuminati as an umbrella term, as just a term to describe all of these secret societies and people who are looking to control the world through unnatural or unmoral ways we sit here and we allow this division to keep continually destroying us and separating us probably all goes back to Babylon with humans trying to unite to reach heaven and God separated us through divisions in language 
scattered throughout the world. It wasn't necessarily that God, I don't think that God didn't like the idea that people were uniting. I think it was that the idea that the reasons they were uniting. But that's another issue too, but kind of off the subject of where I was going with the division thing, it is kind of, I have been seeing a lot of these YouTube videos popping up and different articles popping up about these, the Temple of Baal gateway or entrance or whatever they're going to, archway that they're going to build in New York and London, and I just wonder how <clears throat> that could be associated with, is that maybe symbolic with London supposedly being the financial Mecca, Israel being the religious Mecca, and the United States being the military Mecca of Mystery Babylon, Babylonian Empire revised. It's interesting, in, in a way, it does seem kind of symbolic that maybe these are the two countries that UNESCO chose to put these up as a show of defiance or rebellion to ISIS and the destruction of ISIS. Uh, of ISIS destroying these symbolic and historical sites throughout Syria and Iraq. It's To me it seems a little more than just an act of defiance. I mean, we can look at the United Nations, and for many years, their symbol, probably still today, I'm not sure, right off the top of my head, though, it, their symbol, or their, was it their building, looked a lot like the unfinished Tower of Babel. <clears throat> They're pushing for a one-world government. UNESCO is just a, a, a part of the United Nations. They're it's one and the same. They're just pushing the agenda of the United Nations through an educational system program type crap. But they're putting these archways as in, in symbolic tower or the uh, Temple of Baal, where they sacrificed children on the altars some bizarre satanic rituals and then we're going to put them in our cities here in America in London and then according to some articles hundreds more will follow thousands more will follow throughout the cities of the world I don't know if it's symbolic of the Tower of Babylon or of the uh Maybe it's going to let everyone know that these these places are part of the Babylonian Empire, the new Babylonian Empire. Only time, only time will tell, but it's coming up soon. I think they it should be within like next week, week and a half when they unveil this mysterious symbol of defiance. Be interesting to see how it goes. 
it's also coinciding with a 13-day ritual I'm not too familiar with. But if you look on YouTube or read any of these articles, they're all, I'll talk about it a little bit. And you can find more out on that. It's kind of crazy, creepy. Is it a sign of the times? be interesting to find out. It's probably too late for us to, getting back to the topic of division, it's probably too late for us as humanity to even think about trying to save the world or save us as a human race. I mean, the story's already been written. We already know the ending. I think God still would want us to strive to embedder ourselves and our situation. While it may just not be realistic, I do think that he, he would want us to, I shouldn't speak for God, but I think God wants us to all get along and try to coexist and the world would be a lot safer place for I mean you just think about these kids today that are being born babies being born and man what kind of future do they have and it really all starts because every one of us has failed to do anything to make this world a better place Evil doesn't need mass amounts of participants for its movement to succeed. All evil really needs is for a bunch of good people to be lazy, be complacent, feel defeated, whatever the case may be, just as long as good people don't do anything, evil's got a clear path to victory, whether it's got a million followers or one follower. And I feel like myself and other Christians have failed these young kids. We've allowed massive amounts of destruction in the Middle East to uh, have happened. And we allowed people to use Christianity in the name of Christ to do it. And we sat back and we supported it and we cheered for it. I have no wonder in my mind why the world hates us. Christians and Americans. We've, we, we sit here and we demonize Islam for, for their modern day Ottoman, Ottoman Empire crusades and yeah, we're, we, we have been crusading through the Middle East ourselves, doing the same thing to them. You know, it's, it's something no one wants to say, it's, but it's reality. We can't kill people in other countries and not expect them to want to harm us. It's, it's just not how the world works. If Russia came here to America and started mowing down people in town squares... It wouldn't take long before we'd be out there doing the same thing to them that the people of Iraq and Syria have done to us. 
It's just insane that we think it's different. There's no way of justifying the difference in mentality there.